Hey, I'm Dr. Kira Barr, and welcome to the Skinny Dipping Prescription Podcast, where we're stripping away the mindset blocks, myths, and misinformation about tough and taboo topics that are getting in the way of you living, looking, and feeling your best. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal who happens to be a dual board certified integrative dermatologist, certified mind-body medicine practitioner, and emotional transformation coach, which means we're blending science with soul to redefine skincare as the embodiment of your lived experience through no BS conversations, straight up truths, and tangible, actionable advice that will help you strengthen connections, confidence, and amplify your resilience. Every episode, you get a prescription on how to strip it down, do the work, and experience pleasure on a whole new level. So pull up a seat, make yourself comfortable, and dare to bear all, because I promise you that getting naked has never felt this good. Welcome to another episode. I am so grateful, first and foremost, for you listening and joining me. Um, it's it's kind of a fun a fun ride we're on. And today, I really want to talk about the most important skill that you can learn to experience more calm and ease and create the life that you want of living comfortably and confidently in your skin. And that, my friends, is actually knowing how to go skinny dipping. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is based on, how to actually do that. And I haven't, up until this point, I really haven't shared the process. And so I want to break it down for you. Um, in theory, it's very, very simple. Uh, in practice, just like most things, simple doesn't always equate to easy, but I assure you, it is so worth it. So how did the skinny dipping process even come to fruition? So I want to share a little bit about that. Because as you know, my background is that I am a dermatologist and the focus of my practice when I was in clinical dermatology was skin cancer and melanoma, skin cancer being the most prevalent cancer in the United States and around the world. People need to know what to look for. So I always had to get people naked physically, right? In order to examine their skin and teach people how to examine their own skin. I always say that you should party in your birthday suit on the date of your birthday every single month, right? Make it fun, get naked, check over your skin from your head to your toes, in between your fingers, your toes, the bottoms of your feet. Grab, ladies, guys, grab that hand mirror and check out your intimate bits because I tell you, skin cancer doesn't discriminate. Most cases of skin cancer are associated with excessive UV exposure, but there are forms of skin cancer that can occur where the sun doesn't shine. So you need to look at all of your skin and recruit everyone who looks at your skin, your partner, your dentist who looks in your mouth, your hairstylist who looks through your scalp your ophthalmologist who looks in your eyes, your OBGYN who looks in your vaginal area. Recruit everybody. So I would spend a lot of time educating people about what to look for physically in order to help them save their own lives. And what I found from my own personal health journey, when my own health fell apart, with having to diagnose myself with melanoma, um, because I wasn't paying attention to the signs that my body was offering, that I wasn't connecting the dots in all the ways that stress was playing a role in my life. And I realized that 
not only do we have to get naked physically, but we really had to be willing to get naked mentally and emotionally as well to not only survive, but to actually thrive. And listen, (laughs) getting naked can be uncomfortable, right? We feel really vulnerable. I mean, literally, when you think about it, getting naked is, it brings up lots of thoughts and insecurities, right? You know, our cellulite, our stretch marks, and societal messaging about body norms and what is deemed good and bad and not enough or not desirable. But more than that, it really means when we get naked that other people can see us. They can really see us. And most importantly, we have to actually look at ourselves, really examine what's there. And that can be scary, right? Because we might find something we don't want to find, right? Perhaps the way that we're living or we're discovering that we're hiding in plain sight, habits that we have, you know, perceived flaws that we think that we have, gaps in our lives, the gap between how we're living and how we want to be living and feeling less than or not enough. But here's what I want to offer. There's always a flip side. There's a flip side to that experience because it's an invitation to reveal your true beauty, right? Your authentic self to to reveal the gifts, the genius, your soul desire and purpose and help you rekindle a spark that perhaps had long ago fizzled out because of other people's expectations, outside voices, hardships, and all the curveballs that life has thrown your way. But here's what I want to offer is that it's never too late to start this process. And (laughs) I also name, this is not a one and done, right? This is truly a process, a lifelong process, because we accumulate so many layers along our journey. And I'll name that I do this all the time. And I'll notice I'm feeling sad or frustrated or angry or just blah. And I realize it's because I haven't gone skinny dipping. I haven't been willing to take that plunge. been sitting on the side of the pool or perhaps I'm nowhere near it. (laughs) I am so bundled up. I got the hat on, the parka, the scarf, the gloves. Like there is no visible skin showing at all. So I just want to name that if you are feeling or thinking right now, uh, no effing way. I don't, I don't, I don't know what she's talking about. That's crazy talk. I'm not doing this. Not interested. I get it. And it's not uncommon to go through periods where we put ourselves out there and then maybe we feel like we've gotten burned. And so we bundle ourselves back up under layers. I get it. I'm right there with you. But I also want to emphasize that when we are hiding under those layers, under plain sight, just burying ourselves, we're the only ones who truly suffer. Actually, it has a ripple effect. It does affect other people, but it's our suffering that is magnified and it's what creates so much discomfort in our own skin. And the skinny dipping process opens up the possibility to experience our lives on a whole new level if we're willing to take the plunge. So are you ready? I'll name that this process is a blend. (laughs) It's a blend of the transformative power of holistic tools from a variety of Eastern and Western traditions like mindfulness, somatics and embodiment, human psychology, and emotional management, 
So we blend it all together. So you may be familiar as I go through this. Some of this may feel familiar to you, and I and I hope so, because hopefully that'll create a little bit more comfort and a little bit more willingness to dive in. So the process has six steps, which are attention, awareness, allowing, acceptance, appreciation, and action. When I work with clients and students, we use this process as a framework and dive deeper into it with with everything that we do that they're working through. And so today I just want to introduce it to you. So perhaps you might be able to start applying this in your daily life. And I think it's really important, as I mentioned, right? How did this come about is in the physical realm, like, right? We, we have to take notice in order to take action when it comes to skin cancer and melanoma, right? You see something which is a prompt to do something, And that really helped me expand what actually are the steps in between to get us to that action. So paying attention with intention, part of mindfulness is that very first step, because when we take notice, we can take action. But the first important step is the willingness to take notice, to pay attention to what's happening right? Your skin is, as your largest organ, a window to and reflection of your overall health and well-being. When you look in the mirror, and I've said this on other episodes, when you look in the mirror, a lot of the time we are just looking and we're just picking apart our our flaws and our, our wrinkles, the cellulite, the dark circles, the thinning hair, the expanding waistline. And our vision, our lens is so cloudy because we're just focusing on what we perceive as being wrong. And my invitation is using what you see as a roadmap to help you understand what's happening in your life because your skin is a direct reflection of your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. So what's showing up on your skin is incredibly powerful information to empower you to take the next step. But it's only when we are paying attention. Everything is skincare. Everything you think, feel, do comes in contact with your skin, how you show up in the world, your environment from your visual environment, the books that you read, the social media that you're looking at, the clutter in your home, the, the, the people that you surround yourself with, how you nourish yourself on every level from the food to actually listening to your deepest desire needs, all of that paying attention right? The niggling ache and pain that you may be feeling, that's information. It's trying to get your attention. And our opportunity is to actually tune in. Because when we do that, it leads us to step two, which is awareness. It raises our awareness. We are really attuned to ourselves and the signs and symptoms, right? Your skin and your body are whispering to you all the time. The opportunity is to hear those messages when they are just a whisper, not shouting, not when the horse is already out of the barn, so to speak, right? Not when there's illness, not when it's catastrophic. The opportunity is to pay attention well before that and attune your attention to raise your awareness of what's happening. As we increase our awareness, we might find things 
that we may or may not be excited about, right? Getting naked is not the most comfortable process. When we pay attention, we are going to start noticing that we may not be taking the best care of ourselves, that we may be in a relationship that isn't serving us, that we may be working in a job that isn't aligned with our true desire, right? We may be realizing that because of judgment and criticism, mostly from ourselves about ourselves, we are on the sidelines of our lives. And it's only when we pay attention with intention and we increase our awareness that this can come to light, which is leading to step three. When we increase our awareness, some uncomfortable truths may present themselves, some of which I just mentioned. And with that recognition, there can be uncomfortable emotion, sadness, disappointment, shame, guilt, frustration, anger. And it's important that we are open to receiving all of it. I think um, there, you know, I don't think it's as as prevalent now, but there was a time when it was the, the adage of like good vibes only, right? This kind of toxic positivity, so to speak, that somehow if we were experiencing uncomfortable emotion, that something had gone wrong. But I would offer that nothing has gone wrong. In fact, it's when we try to push those emotions away, that's when we have problems, right? This concept that everyone suffers and pain is inevitable. Some would say pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional because pain and the resistance of that emotion or that experience is what leads to suffering. So if we are willing to allow whatever is present for us without resistance, without trying to stop it and change it or want it to be different, that we minimize our suffering. And, you know, this idea that life is 50-50, sometimes it feels like it's 80-20 of our positive emotions and negative emotions, but we have the capacity to handle all of it. If you have lived this long, and I don't think I've got like five-year-olds listening to this podcast, right? here. <laughs> We're all grown adults. We've been through some hard shit. Like it is very clear. You can do hard things. So allowing for an uncomfortable emotion and the research is well-established. And I will reference um, my friend who I adore and admire her genius. She wrote a book, Dr. Joan Rosenberg, about uncomfortable emotions. And in it, she illuminates that uncomfortable emotion only lasts for 60 to 90 seconds, right? It may come in waves. It's not like it's a one and done. These uncomfortable emotions may come in waves, but if we can tolerate being with them for 60 to 90 seconds and and an uncomfortable emotion, a feeling or an emotion, I'm going to use those interchangeably. uh, A feeling could be a single word, angry, mad, sad, happy, elated, joy. That can be coupled with a sensation in our body that may feel like tightness in your throat, a pit in your stomach, tightness in your jaw, like your heart racing, an energy that is in your body that could be stagnant or could be, you know, kind of bubbly and buzzy and moving around. That, that feeling, that sensation 
last 60 to 90 seconds. And I know, I know for fact that you can handle it. So allowing what is here for you helps minimize suffering, right? We're not going to resist it. We're just going to allow for whatever it is. On the flip side, you know, 50% is like the joy, the happy, the ecstatic, right? So our opportunity is to experience the whole gamut. The first step is really paying attention with intention to increase our awareness of what is present for us in this present moment or moment to moment experience, right? It's mindfulness in action and allowing for whatever comes up, knowing that you can handle it. 60, 90 seconds of a wave of difficult emotion, right? Just remind yourself, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm here. I'm breathing. I can handle whatever comes my way. And it may feel like you can't, I get it. If this is, this is new, it's, it's a, it is uncomfortable. I always, sometimes when I'm doing this myself, I find it comical. I'm like, how is just feeling an emotion so effing hard? Like I am like death gripping sometimes. Like how is, is, is just sitting still and letting the emotion, the wave of the emotion just come over me. How is it so hard? Right? So if you're, if you've had that experience or you decide you are going to accept the invitation to go skinny dipping, that if you feel that same experience, nothing has gone wrong, totally expected, and you can handle it. So as you've allowed for whatever is present, you've acknowledged it and accepting that this is what is, this is the experience that you are having in the present moment, the positive, the negative. And I'll name that oftentimes when we are doing this process, we're kind of peeling back the layers. Um, and it seems like the focus would be on the negative that we're trying to get rid of the things that are, are standing in our way. But I'll also highlight that as you're doing this process and bring your attention and your awareness and allowing for whatever is here for you, that you might find you're like, shit, my life is actually pretty damn good. Or I do have my stuff together, or I really do like myself. I don't, I'm not so driven and influenced by all the messages and outside voices that I'm okay with my body, in my body, as I am, right? Part of this process is highlighting the things that are no longer serving you to reveal the things that perhaps have been buried under those other things, but all the amazing qualities that you do possess. That's what we're hoping for with this process. So I, I, I just want to spend a little time, just a little deviation, just to expand on that just a little bit, right? Because I do feel like so much of personal self-development has this tone of who we are now is not good enough and that we need to change to a bigger or better, some other, some different version of ourselves, right? You know, live from our future version of ourselves. But here's the thing, life is lived in the present moment. And when we fast forward to the future, I feel like in many ways, on some level, we reject who we are right now. And I'm not saying not to have goals or ambition or dreams, not at all, right? Believe me, as a physician, there was plenty of delayed gratification for what life would look like as my future self as a physician. But I I just want to caution against using self-development, personal development against ourselves as if who we are right now is not good enough. And we're in this race. We're striving to be different than we are. 
And it reminds me of one of my favorite dermatology mentors and professors who always harped on us that, that words really matter, right? That what you say and how you say them can do just as much harm as they can good for a patient's understanding and well-being and their outcome. And I see this in, with a similar lens about personal development, self-development, accepting what is here in the right here, right now, in this present moment, not trying to change it or wanting to be different, but owning that this is me. And this process is helping me reveal more of myself to myself, not some fantasized version of me, but like the OG version of me, right? The one who's been buried under layers of judgment by others, family of origin, by society, most importantly, ourselves, right? Expectations and criticism, sexism, discrimination, fear, doubt, shame, guilt. The me who loved those birthmarks on each side of my face as a kid and truly believed that they were my beauty marks until outside voices teased me and bullied me and convinced me to think differently about them. And then my making that my truth by default and not design. So I just want to offer that this process is really not creating some future version of yourself, but getting back to your authentic self, the fullest expression of you, right? That OG version of you that got buried under layers and layers and years and years of judgment and expectation. We want to bring that back through this process. So this isn't about being the bigger, better, different version of you. It's about uncovering, revealing, and reconnecting to your true self with the big ass, right? Your most authentic self, the version of you who pays attention to the messages that your skin and your body are sending when they're just whispers and you attune your awareness to the deeper meaning that those messages may have for you. Messages about your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, allowing for whatever comes up and accepting this moment experience for what it has to offer, which leads to step five, which is appreciation. Appreciation for having that capacity to appreciate that whatever you discover is here for you, that your pain today could be your pride tomorrow because you stuck with it. You were allowing those waves to just wash over you and you didn't run, you stayed. Pain doesn't feel good, but it is a powerful way to help us increase our capacity to be with what is, to truly feel it in your body, the resonance of sensation, where it lives, connecting to it, not ignoring it, not casting aside, but perhaps being open to the possibility of even having a conversation with it, to ask what it needs, what it wants. If you're experiencing energy, right? That, that clench in your jaw, the, the kind of that buzziness in your chest or the pit in your stomach, how does that energy want to move, right? Which takes us to step six, which is action, right? Mobilizing that energy that your body has created. And this really speaks to your stress response cycle. When we experience stress, of any sort, even our perception of stress because of the thoughts that we're having, right? Our brain does not know the difference between real and perceived. It activates your stress response cycle. So activation of your brain with the 
HPA axis sends off lots of signals throughout your body and hormones and chemicals and all of that. And it can create those sensations, those feelings that we oftentimes want to escape. They're really uncomfortable. And so we might try to buffer them away with scrolling social media or food or alcohol, over-exercising, overworking, whatever it is. And when we push it away, when we resist it, right, we do suffer on some levels because that energy gets stuck. It's stagnant. And it's the resisting of it that creates the fatigue, the exhaustion. But when we are willing to allow for, accept what's here, appreciate that there may be a deeper meaning, and it's our opportunity to get really curious about what that could be. And sometimes you don't even have to know, but be willing to stick with it, not push it away. Dialogue with it. What what might it need from you? And sometimes you'll get an answer right away. Other times it may take a little bit more time. But allowing for that energy to mobilize rather than resisting or pushing it down, ignoring it, that helps you complete that stress response cycle. And I'll name that doing this process on your own can be really challenging, whether you're just starting at it or you've been doing it for a while. Working with someone like myself or another coach or therapist or or some other type of healer will be incredibly instrumental to helping you work through this. And I'll share that I do this work on myself because I've had years of training and experience. And yet I still work with a therapist and a coach and other practitioners in Eastern Western traditions to help me, right? I've got a village, (laughs) including my peers and my friends. Um, I recruit everybody. So I want you to invite, invite you to do the same as you embark on this process because we weren't meant to do this alone, right? We are innately wired to connect with others to help us work through some of this stuff because there are layers that we are blind to. We can't even see them. And I know that's very true for me. When I work with other people, they can help me see and peel back and strip away the layers that I other haven't even noticed or hanging around or they're too stuck and I just can't do it on my own. This is a very powerful and transformative process. And I promise you that if you're willing to dare to bear all, getting naked will never have felt so good. But I realize it's not for everybody, right? Because these six steps, attention, awareness, allowing, acceptance, appreciation, and action, they're simple in theory, but this process isn't easy. And I just want to illuminate that, emphasize that nothing has gone wrong. If you feel stuck or like it's not working or that it's, it's just, you know, you're throwing your hands up, you want nothing to do with it, or you feel worse, right? I also want to name that, that if you do this, instead of feeling, you think you're going to be on the 50% side of happy, joy, ease, daisies and rainbows. And yet you actually feel sad, depressed, uneasy. You're having trouble sleeping and you want to curse me because you're like, I thought this was going to be great. And I'd feel liberated and, and feel more comfortable in my skin. And Dr. Kira, she's just an asshole. Like, this is awful. I feel worse. I get it. Nothing has gotten wrong. In fact, that is to be expected. In fact, I'll share a story. Recently, I was leading a client through this process in a session to walk through a particular issue uh, pertaining to intimacy in her relationships. And 
we were talking about her situation and it created um, a, a feeling of stuckness in her chest, right? When she was really paying attention and increasing her awareness, attuning to what was going on and allowing for whatever was present, she noticed that there was this feeling of, of stickiness in her chest. I just encouraged her to bring attention to that area and explored that what that stuckness felt like. You know, did it have a color or a texture and how that energy, uh, as we continued to pay attention to it and really noticing how that energy was moving up to her throat and then behind her eyes. And then there was pain in her head. And as we continued to stay with it, as she was willing to allow for whatever was there and just accept that this is what was happening for her in this moment, just gently and slowly peeling those layers back, truly allowing for whatever showed up and accepting without resisting it or trying to change it, tears started to flow just sobbing, a complete release, a full body release and evidence of completing that stress response cycle. So in that moment, it was, it was really a beautiful thing to witness that not only did she feel completely at ease, more relaxed, calm, she had such clarity about her situation. And as part of the work, we often use props and um, pillows or balls and bolsters and after she had that sweet release, I encouraged her to, to pick up a pillow and, and I was gonna have her do something different with it, right? In the moment, you never know what's gonna happen. But she actually grabbed the pillow and held it to her chest. And I had her incorporate some gentle movement, really bringing the body, right? That mind-body connection together. Just incorporating some gentle movement, just kind of a rocking back and forth. And it was in that moment that she became so acutely aware that she could soothe herself rather than always looking outside herself for affection and connection, which had led her to feeling rejected and a failure and a lot of shame when her desires and her needs had not been met. But going through the skinny dipping process, she was able to shed some of those layers to reveal that it was connecting to herself was what she needed the most. And that she had that capacity and that capability and power to soothe and to fulfill her own need and her own desire. But it was not comfortable to get there. It was really an arduous process for her to stick with it and be willing to attune and tap in to what her body was telling her. Because her mind was telling her to run. Like She really did. She wanted to run. But she stuck with it. And because she stuck with it and allowed for what was present and allowed the tears to flow and allowed her mind and body to communicate and collaborate, to create precise calibration, to bring more balance back into her system, she had such clarity about this problem that had been really dragging her down and, and creating friction in her relationship when she realized it wasn't her partner that she was frustrated with, that she needed something from. It was herself. And she made that discovery and it was really beautiful to witness. Here's the thing. Here's why I want to be real with you, right? Not just paint some, some fairy tale picture that, oh, we did this work. It was amazing. She's healed. You know, she's, she's living her life large and it's all daisies and rainbows, right? Cause that would be a complete crock of shit. 
and I would be doing you a complete disservice. And I wanted to create this podcast as a no BS zone where we can have frank, straight up conversations and really share the truth that this is not a one and done. I'll name that this session was beautiful and it was powerful and transformative in that moment. But in our follow-up session, my client shared that she'd been having trouble sleeping since our last time together. And it really surprised her because she felt so amazing after. And she thought that good feeling was going to last. And she was really concerned. She's like, what went wrong? She was really upset. She was really frustrated by it, which is really understandable. And here's the thing I need you to hear. That if you have a similar experience, you, you feel like you, you broke down to have your breakthrough, you broke through, and it's like, I'm back to square one. What has gone wrong? First of all, you're not back to square one, right? You revealed a little bit more of yourself to yourself. And that was real. And you became so aware of that disconnect. There may have been, you shed a layer and there was beauty there. But again, getting naked is uncomfortable. We feel vulnerable and our brains are wired for safety. We do not like discomfort. Heck no, right? So what do we do? What is the inclination? It's to put all those layers back on, to to, to run and hide, right? We don't want to let ourselves be seen by other people. And sometimes seeing ourselves can be really uncomfortable, when we tap into our inner knowing and wisdom and we feel that power, right? We get back to the OG version of ourselves, like connect to our soul's purpose. I know that sounds woo, but it's true in many ways. That can be really uncomfortable. And it's a lot easier to let someone else take the reins. So we retreat, right? We let our brain go back to its default patterns, right? We reveal ourselves um, to ourselves and it feels unsafe and it feels like a threat and it activates our stress response. It activates those old patterns and behaviors that are hardwired to protect us and keep us safe. And so this is really an example of what Kristen Neff talks about as backdraft. And for those of you who may not be familiar with Dr. Kristen Neff, she's a prolific researcher and educator about self-compassion. And I just want to share an excerpt from her work that really illuminates this. And I'm quoting her excerpt. It says, with self-compassion, we mindfully accept that the moment is painful and embrace ourselves with kindness and care in response, remembering that imperfection is part of the shared human experience. This allows us to hold ourselves in love and connection, giving ourselves the support and comfort needed to bear the pain. But she also shares that some people find that they, when they practice self-compassion, their pain actually increases at first. Call this phenomena backdraft a firefighting term that describes what happens when a door in a burning house is open. Oxygen goes in and flames rush out. A similar process can occur when we open the door of our hearts. Love goes in and old pain comes out. There are a couple of sayings that describe this process. Quote, when we give ourselves unconditional love, we discover the conditions under which we were unloved. Love reveals everything unlike itself, end quote. And that's a quote that's in a a bigger excerpt. And I just thought it was important to share that because as Dr. Neff illuminates, it's part of the process, right? Nothing has gone wrong. Nothing is lost. And it's just part of what happens when we are willing to allow for the pain and not resist it to help ourselves reduce our suffering. 
And I'll name that as with anything that we want to learn or get good at, or at least proficient at, right? We practice consistently. And going through this process is a practice. There's no doubt about it, right? There is no such thing as perfection, but having a willingness to show up and pay attention, attune our awareness to what's happening in the present moment and allowing for whatever is the 50 that may be uncomfortable or the 50 that feels fabulous, accepting whatever's here without wanting to change it, wanting to be different, appreciating what deeper message that what we're noticing may have for us and taking action from that place so that we can strip away the layers that are burying that OG version of ourselves and enjoying life in the present moment, right? Not some future version of ourselves, but the right here, the right now, because life is always going to throw us curveballs. There's no reason to make ourselves suffer unnecessarily. So when we allow for whatever pain may be present without resistance, we can help reduce our suffering increase our capacity to be with what is, to reveal more of ourselves to ourselves, come back to ourselves, reconnect our minds and our bodies so that we can live liberated from unnecessary suffering, to live with more ease and joy and comfort and confidence in our skin. So my friends, your skinny dipping prescription this week is to accept an invitation to be open to this process, to maybe dip a toe in, maybe an ankle or a calf if you're feeling really risque, right? We don't put all our layers on all at once, right? We get dressed one layer at a time and the same thing with this process. Transformation absolutely can happen quickly and powerfully, but we're all so unique and so nuanced that there are many layers to reveal. That's just the reality of it, right? That's why this process isn't a one and done. It is something that we have an opportunity to do over and over and over again. And that's truly the opportunity and the gift that this is not a sprint or even some race with a finish line. Every layer that we illuminate and reveal or strip away, we get to know ourselves, reveal more of our OG self, our truest self, the fullest expression of ourselves and you can't get it wrong, and it's never done. And I really, really hope that you accept my invitation. And I also hope that you'll join me on the next episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription podcast. If you're struggling with anxiety, stress, or feeling uncomfortable in your skin, head over to the show notes to grab the links to take our quiz to find out why that is and what you can do about it. That's yourskincarequiz.com. You can also connect with me at drkirabar.com or on Instagram or get on our mailing list to find out about our upcoming workshops, events, and all the other goodness we share with our community. Getting on our list is the best way to find out all about it. You can grab those links in the show notes. I am so grateful that you're here and I would be honored if you would rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast on social media, or perhaps with a friend who needs the support, whatever feels good to you. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to catch up with you on the next episode of the Skinny Dipping Prescription.